0: Welcome to the Happy Business Show featuring Therese Skelly of HappyInBusiness.com. Listen in as we pull back the curtain and share real-world stories of successful business owners just like you. You'll love the truth, honesty, and inspiration revealed in each episode. And now, Therese Skelly. Hello, and this is Therese Skelly with another episode of the Happy Business Show. You know, I bring this show to you, and my goal is to bring of course cool people and my cool self and in showing you how to make a business that, that you love you know why have a business if it's going to suck the life out of you or you feel like you're a slave to it or you feel like god why did i even lo- lo- leave the job this is this is worse i have a crazy boss now and i don't even get vacation time so it's really important to me to bring things to you that are going to help you have a business that is more in alignment with your personality, more in alignment with who you are in the world because there's nothing worse than basically having a business that you feel like you either have to be somebody you're not or you don't have permission to be fully expressed in the world. Oh, well, that's my bias anyway. I'm kind of one of those uh, crazy, freedom-loving, free-expression kind of like girls. That's one of my top values. And so, of course, I want to teach all my clients, like, how can you be more fully you in your business? Because what I know is if you're more fully you, it's just more fun. It just is more fun, like period. So this episode actually comes from a, a client story. I was working with a woman, and we we sort of popped some really cool, like, wait a minute, why are you trying to be somebody you're not? And so I wanted to share that. I, I have her permission to share her, her story. And so it, this episode is really about your personality type, are you using your personality type to your advantage in your business or are you trying to be somebody you're not, trying to fit in a box or trying to, you know, basically follow the formula, that can never work for you. Okay, so let's talk about this. I want to start by telling you the foundation of this work is what is called the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator. So we hear that referred to as the MBTI It's a personality indicator. I I was exposed to it back in the 80s when I used to be a psychotherapist. And what I love, love, love about it, this instrument isn't like an instrument that measures what we call pathology. So it's not measuring like how depressed you are or how anxious you are or how crazy you are. It doesn't measure how much of a bad trait you have. It measures preference. So the theory is that we all have an innate preference. For example, I'm left-handed, and I'm, like, really left-handed. I could barely brush my teeth with my right hand. And so so this personality profile has loads of research. It's really a very well-respected instrument, and it doesn't tell you what's wrong with you. It just tells you what your natural preferences are, okay? So we're going to talk about how your personality preferences are being played out in your business, how to capitalize those, how to not get in the trap of, oh, but who I am is wrong and how I'm doing this. Everybody else does it that way. What's wrong with me? So I'm going to go through the whole thing, and I'm going to show you like how to figure all this out for yourself, right? Because you really need to be operating in your preference. Now, imagine this. Imagine I said, okay, take take your non-dominant hand and write your name in it. Right in your, in it, write your name with your non-dominant hand. Now, so imagine you do that. And you do it and you look at a page and I say, what does that look like to you, that writing? You would say something like, wow, it looks like I'm a toddler or it looks really awkward or it looks, you can barely read it. It just doesn't, it doesn't, you know. That's what it's like when you're trying to be something you're not. And I think it's really easy in business to be seduced into somebody telling you this is the way it has to go. In order to be successful, these are the steps, this is how you do it. There's only one way, it's my way, it's the right way, blah, 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 blah. And you've heard me for any length of time, you know I'm like you know, the anti-blueprint girl. Of course there are steps, and they must be individualized. I cannot say here's the plug-and-play system. Just do it, and you'll create success. That will set you up for failure, and more importantly, it'll set you up for shame if you don't understand your unique spin on things. Okay. So, what's other also really cool about this personality indicator is that, like I said, it shows you what your preference is, and then show you kind of some changes over time. So, just some background on it. You, you're, you are this is what's called innate. So you come, come out with a preference. So I probably popped out of the womb being a left-hander. right? Now, if I decided to try really, really, really hard, I could become ambidextrous if I practiced. So that's what happens. So very often, let's say you might be an introvert when you're younger, but you decide when you're 30, like, oh, I'm sick of this, I'm gonna practice, I'm gonna go to Toastmasters, I'm gonna really, I'm gonna get a lot more comfortable. So you could look a lot more extroverted. That doesn't mean you're naturally an extrovert, But I think what you need to understand is that we all have all of these. So there's eight different, um, uh, there's four, there's continuums, right? And I'm going to show you all this. So it's not like you get this and it never changes. So what happens is you get it, you have an innate preference. And your early environment is either going to impede or enhance who you are. Okay, so some of it is just figuring out what am I really as opposed to what have I had to do or what have I not been able to have the permission to do. And so it's figuring out who you are and figuring out then how can I put that in my business? Okay, so the first one is how do you get your energy? It's either extroverted or introverted. Now in Myers-Briggs, there is no... This one's better, and this one is stupid, and you know, everybody's got that, or the cool kids. Oh, the people that have that kind of suck. There's none of that in the personality indicator. But I think, sadly, at least in our culture, when I teach this, I would say, okay, when you hear the word extrovert, what do you think? And people say, oh, they're confident, they're they're powerful, um, they have life easy. And I'd say, well, when you hear the word introvert, what do you feel or think? And people say, oh, introverts are shy, or they're conceited, or they don't talk. So there's, there's really some pejorative language around the concept of introversion. Now, in our culture, there's actually more extroverts. In the West, I can't speak about the whole world, but in our, in, you know, the States, in our culture, North America, I guess, um, there, are, there are more extroverts. It's like a 70 to 30 thing. So the introverts get kind of a bad rap. Let me just explain what this is. And you've probably heard this. Like most people know what it is, but I just want to explain it, and then we're going to do like a business application. So this is the simple question, how do you get energized? An extrovert needs to talk to think. An extrovert gets energized by plugging into the social thing. Plugging into, you know, some people um, have a cup of coffee in the morning. Extroverts have a phone call in the morning or talk in the morning. You know what I mean? That's their coffee. That's their that's their jump start. Introverts, on the other hand, they get energy by going inside. They get energy by creating quiet, creating stillness. And so here's the challenge. I used to be a teacher. And I always thought, you know, wow, the way our system is designed, it's really stacked against the introverts. So if you say, okay, you get 30% of your grade for class participation, you really screw the introverts over. And I just was like, wait, hold on. When I learned this personality testing, I was teaching college students. And I was like, oh, that is not, that is so not fair to the introverts. Because an extrovert, you say, okay, here's a question. Tell me, tell me your answer. An extrovert can go, blah, blah. blah, blah. It's very easy to speak extemporaneously. Whereas an introvert, you say, what's on your mind? What's going on? You know, what do you think about that? Especially if it's in more personal in nature. An introvert has to maybe go inside. They might not feel quite as safe. And so it takes them a little bit more time. See, extrovert again is like out in the world. Introvert is going inside. Very often with introverts, it's almost like they lose something in the translation. So it's kind of like inside there's this really rich, yummy, juicy life, and you say, well, what do you think? And they try to put it out to the outside, and it's like, booah, Like it kind of sometimes can fall flat. That's the experience of a lot of introverts. Better yet, for an introvert to say, okay, here's the question. So I'm going to give you guys a question. I want you to think about the question. Maybe give some thought to the question, and we'll circle back. Thanks. So again, there's nothing like introverts are insecure, extroverts are confident. There's no no judgment about that except for what we put it on ourselves. Okay, let's look at business application. Why does this matter? Marketing. If you are an extrovert, you would probably love things or or not not mind doing things that are more sociable, doing more public social media stuff. Um, Going to networking groups, connecting having a lot of conversations, a lot more people, it's easier for extroverts generally. If you're an introvert, you could really be, um, especially if you're an extremely, extreme introvert, it could be really challenging. When When some well-meaning coach says, you need to go speak, you need to go have your, a live event, you need to make 20 cold calls. So I don't do that stuff when I work with introverts. I say, okay, you got to stretch a little smidge. There are people actually that say to introverts, yeah, in business you have to be a situational extrovert. Uh, you know, that works for some. So when I work with my introverts, I say, what would work for you? Introverts actually are so connected to their essence and their, their core They make great writers. They are fabulous bloggers. Like They do such a good job because they really are very, very, very in touch. So the number one is when you're going out there to grow your business, what energizes you? So there's always a place for okay. I'm going to stretch a little bit, but there should not be a place for you're ready to throw up. Right? You're like you're like sweating. You, have, you know, your palms are like you know you're ready to explode. You shouldn't you shouldn't go there. Though I do recommend a lot. I tell my people go to Toastmasters. I love Toastmasters, even for introverts. It's a very safe place because you don't have to talk. You can sit and observe, and you can feel safe. And it's generally a smaller club, and you can it's like oh the same ten people come every week. You know. So there are ways to work with your introversion. So that's the thing. It's number one, am I an extrovert or am I an introvert? I will tell you, it's not an either or. We have both, right? So even introverts, when you're with your family or your close, close friends, you could look like the total life of the party. People would be like, what? You are so not an introvert. But then you put three strangers in the circle and whoop, there's a little climbing up. An extrovert, I very often look way more introverted because when I go to parties, I don't give a crap about talking. to. I don't want to be a gadfly. Like, I don't want to like flit around and talk to 37 people. I want to sit in one corner and I want to talk to somebody really deeply because I appreciate intimacy and deeper connection. So very often, even though I'm super su- comfortable in social situations and I can speak anywhere, anytime to anybody, I prefer a more introverted way of being so again it's not all it's either or we all have access to all of these okay so that's the first one how you manage your energy you're an extrovert or you're an introvert so once you write that down and it could be a continuum so literally like take a piece of paper on one side of the paper write an E and then put on the other side put an I put a line through where do you think you are the goal truthfully isn't you want to be right in the middle (laughs) The goal is you have a home base, and then you let go from there, right? You kinda Carl Jung, who is kind of the originator of all this stuff. Basically, says you have you know you have a home base. Like you like you're always going to be an extrovert, but then you can work on that as 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 you get older. You can say I want to practice and I want to expand and round out, but I'm always fundamentally an extrovert or whatever it is. Okay, the next one. <clears throat> Ready? And N. And so what this is, is the question asks, how do you process the world? Okay. How do you take in data? What do you look at in terms of information? So in S, those people look for facts. Uh, You guys might be too young to remember the show named Dragnet, where somebody would be talking and the guy would say, just the facts, ma'am. You know what I mean? So in S uses the census. The letter S is related to the census. You process information via the census. So you would be like, for example, an S goes back in time to research and understand what happened. So, so here's a perfect example. You're working on a project. Let's say you're in S and you're working with a team or you have a VA and somebody says, oh, we should do this. If you're in S, you're going to say, hold on. How, how long is that gonna take? What was the cost? What do you think happened last time? Like an S uses the facts, right? They process the world through, through the information of their facts. Versus an N, which is what we call an intuitive. An intuitive process the world through intuition slash possibilities. So an S, it has been said, they miss the forest for the trees. Meaning they're so focused on the one little tree, they miss the whole forest. An N is such a big picture person, they miss the trees for the forest. Did I say it right? <laughs> so, so one is stuck on the details. Now, if you're in S, the challenge for you in a business is I've seen this happen a lot. You can just you can go flipping nuts. You can be like, well, I got to research shopping cart options, and then and then I have to do this and I have to do this and I have to do this, and you could literally be stuck in the minutiae and the details and the data. This is in business. You really want to have somebody that says, yeah, that's cool, and I'll go jump. <laughs> Okay, cool. Like, like one thing I sell to my clients, I say, just go sell some stuff. Just going to throw you in the pool. Go sell something. <laughs> like, I hear you need to research. I hear you. And that's good enough. We're just going to go get you out there. Because an S will want more and, more and more and more and more and more and more facts. And an S kind of isn't as fast of a processor, meaning like when an intuitive gets a decision, they're like, boom, I trust it. Like for example, I have, I have my boyfriend is an S. Truthfully, it drives me crazy because I'm such a big picture, intuitive person. So I'll say, oh, you know, I went to this, this acupuncturist and she told me to do this, and that just feels right. So I'm going to trust that. I trust her. Like my intuition's good. Cool. And he will say, don't you think you should get a second opinion? I'm like, why? See, he's in research mode. Well, shouldn't you talk to three other people about that? How do you trust her? And I'm like, because I just do. Now that said to an S makes me look like I'm a crazy person, cause why would you not research that? And I'm saying, cause my intuition, cause it just, it's just is, it's just, it's just <laughs> see what I mean? So this is where it breaks down. So no, if you were an S, you have to do a certain amount of research, you need to kind of fill that part of you. The downside is you can get bogged down. Missing the possibilities, is the big picture. If you were intuitive, what happens is, like, boom, stuff flies. Oh, we could do this. We could do this. Oh, this would be cool. This would be cool. And then the risk is uh, nothing gets done because we're spinning in possibilities. Years ago, I used to work for a counseling agency, and uh, on my team, I was the coordinator of the therapists, and there was there was four of us. Three of us were all the same type. We were all, you know, intuitive. And one was a different guy. He was He was, I'll talk about his type in a minute. He was more like, um, more like you know get stuff done and organize and plan and so we'd be in these staff meetings and we'd say oh we, oh, we could try this or what about that or how about this and, and we'd throw up all these possibilities and by the end we all were happy because we, you know we're all getting very excited talking in possibilities and she's like that's hot brainstorming wah! and he would just say well what do we decide we're like what and he's like, well, What are we doing? And we'd be like, I don't, We're just talking possibilities. <laughs> we was just like, But what are we doing? What's happening? What got decided? What's the plan? And so we'd be like, Oh. Okay. So if you're an intuitive, what can happen is you could be so into the possibility of what could happen, you literally forget the details. Like, I got this program and I'm going to do this and this. And this is like, Okay, how are you going to sell that? Oh, shoot. Or what's the launch strategy? Oh, yeah, crap. How many emails? Oh, I didn't think about that. So I mean, so it's really nice. Also, you want to bring in. Okay, so here's here's what's possible. But then bring in if you have somebody that is an S on your team or have a coach that can help you. Like okay, but what? Like let's do a time, you know, a calendar perhaps or a, or a, like a plan. Sometimes intuitives are not so great with plans because they just love that creative energy. These are the people that just like you know they they love the creative energy. They're starters but they're not finishers. I hear that all the time. I just want to jump from thing to thing to thing to thing. Cause what it is, and I get it, I'm kind of that way myself, you want it, that's that creative energy, that birthing that process, that early like, oh, that's hot. But then to like, slug it through and just go, oh, and I gotta keep sending emails, and I gotta come up with another idea to market, and I gotta look at the data, and I gotta look at open rates, that kind of sucks. <laughs> so, that's the challenge though. You have to have both. Right. So the goal is to know what your strengths are, and what you need to get support on. Now, what's super, super, super important? I don't want anybody to ever say this is the right way to be. You have to. You if you're not this, you're wrong. So maybe you're an S person, and they're, tell, they're talking to you about, you know, where's your five-year vision or what's your ten-year vision? What do you see as possible? And you're sitting here going, oh, I don't know. Don't feel wrong. Don't feel wrong, right? I just want you to understand if this is just your wiring, you're wired a little differently. Okay, so we have so far how you get energized. You're an either extrovert or an introvert. Now we have how do you process the world? You're processing either through your facts, like what you can see, taste, touch, smell, you know, that, or you're processing through the intuitive hits that come to you. Their research says that it almost might look like, wow, people that are more methodical. No, 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 no. The intuitive people are just as smart, get just as good as the test scores. They trust their intuitive process, okay? So again, draw a continuum. There's an S on one side, and then an N on the other side, and put a mark where you think you are. You're not gonna only be one, and sometimes it's situational, you know? So the next one is, okay, so we've got your, how you take in the world, and then the third line is, how do you decide upon that? Okay, so you've got all the information. You're either going to process it with your senses or you're going to let it come in through the world of the intuition. The next line is how you decide. And we have either a T for thinking or an F for feeling, valuing. How do you make decisions? Now, we'll tell you, this is how this story got. got I told it in the beginning, this is a client story, right? So one of my clients, Kelly Jo Murphy, um, she came to my retreat a couple months ago. And she said, the very first thing she said was, guys, um, if I give you feedback, please don't think I'm mean. I, I, I'm not mean. I'm like, But I'm afraid I'm going to piss somebody off. Cause, but I'm just really direct. And if you met Kelly, she's lovely. She's, like, super smart and really talented. Um, but a little quiet in the beginning because I didn't know her. Like, I didn't know her very well. And so I thought that was an interesting, that was interesting. But she's like, please, please don't. Don't anybody take offense because I'm not trying to be mean. And that was her first her first opening. And then a couple of months later, so this last week, I had posted something uh, online about Myers-Briggs. And I was saying, I'm an ENFP. And it was this great article. And, and Kelly Jo writes in. She said, oh, my God, I'm an ENTJ. I think this is what the deal is. I'm a woman who is a T. So let me explain this because this is super important. This is also a gender one as well in that only 30% of women in our culture are T's. 70% of women are uh, feelers, right? So here's the difference. Imagine you're going to make a decision. So a T basically takes an objective, analytical approach to a decision. A T is then called like a shit detector. <laughs> so so a T, like here's a great example, Right. So you run a company and you need to lay somebody off. A T would make, make a plan and say, okay, well who was the last one hired? Well that that would be they would we'd lay them off, right? There's an analysis. It's very crisp. The T's have this beautiful like critical thinking. They can just they can like zip cut cut straight through anything. They're exquisite to have on a team because they're very like crisp with their thinking. Um, there's not a lot of fluff. So think about how traditionally women are. Women are more like, well, I don't know, what do you think? Is it okay? Women are more collegial. We're raised to, uh, or I'm sorry, we're acculturated to when we make a decision, this is the feeling valuing one, we make a decision, we factor in. Like, well, how's it going to affect you? And God, if I do this, then what's going to happen? So whereas a T, they're going to make a decision. What they do is they they step up away from the problem and they decide what's the most logical thing to do? A T, logic and truth trumps everything. Whereas if you're an F, and most women are Fs, you're going to go in the middle of it and say, wow, how is this decision going to affect everybody? Because whereas truth and logic are the top values of a T, for an F, harmony and connectedness are the top values, right? That's what drives the decision. So, if I'm a manager or I have to let somebody go and I'm an F instead of saying well let's put in a, you know, an analytical sort of a plan together I would go person by person and say wow God I can't let her go because her husband just got sick and how oh, I can't let Mindy go because you know she's sending her kid to school and they need the money and see to I me mean? I would factor in every single person's situation you see the downside to this? <laughs> so, So there's brilliance with everything and then there's it, on the dark part of it so kelly joe she's a brilliant she's the one you want in the room when you have a plan you want her in the room that can say that's not going to work that's not going to work oh that's wrong oh that's sure going to fall apart but what happens is if we're not used to that especially as a coach and so kelly joe came to me saying I can't, I can't, how do I put myself in my business as a T? Because every everybody wants a coach that's an F. Everybody wants like a feeling person. And everybody, most coaches, truthfully, are feeling, valuing people, right? They nurture you. They tell you what you're doing right. They affirm you. They acknowledge you. And I said to Kelly, you know what? You're very loving. You have a huge heart, a huge compassionate piece. And the way some of that gets brought about is through your beautiful critical way of thinking and I don't mean critical like criticizing but like that won't work that won't work oh that's hot do that you know that that the beautiful laser way of that critical analytical sort of thinking and so working with her it was really fun to kind of help this brand around along a little bit because she was like how how can I be who I am, because aren't I supposed to be more feminine? Aren't I supposed to be softer and be like all these other F, you know, feeling value coaches? And I said, you just call it like it is. You basically say, here's the deal. If you work with me, you're going to be told the truth. I'm going to tell you what's working, and I'm going to probably kick your ass a little bit. I'm going to just be, you know, we're not going to be, there's not a lot of fluff. We're sort of straight to the point. So if you want that, here's the benefit. If you want to be somebody that's super relational and is gonna to talk to you about your their kids and be your best friend and be all, you know, touchy feely, go see trees. <laughs> like, go see trees. She'll love you up. I will basically you know, use my laser thinking to, to show you what's working. It was so exciting for her to be able to say, Wow, I can actually be myself in my business, and I don't have to be like everybody else, because everybody's kind of on the bandwagon of, oh, you've got to be in your feminine energy, and you've got to be softer, and you got to receive more, and Kelly Joe was like, oh, my God, but I've got this, I got this tea, and so it's a beautiful story of whatever you have, you want to build your brand around it, because there is a place for everybody. Some Some people literally come to me because they say, I love that you love me. I know you love me. You care about me. You take a stand for me. Some people be like, Jesus, God, I'm not paying you to love me. Just tell me what the frick to do, right? Some people actually pay me because I swear too. <laughs> I will say that. That's part of the brand. They actually like that part too, which is funny. But my point is, whatever your personality type, you want to make it present. You cannot Dim it. You cannot say, well, so-and-so's, so-and-so's blueprint says this, and look at her. She's doing that. And you have to say, okay, where's my personality? So if you are a thinking person like Kelly Jo, you're going to understand that you are analytical, business first. You're not going to have a lot of like fluffy stuff. It's going to be boom, boom, boom right? If you're a feeling, valuing person, you're going to say, hey, my top values are harmony and connectedness, and I want to create a tribe around that. And if you want to feel, like I always say, you're going to feel like I get you, you're going to be loved, you're going to be blah, 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 blah. Like that's great language. If you, if you want to see what, I, what it feels like to be working for an F, a feeling, valuing person, follow my copy, because this is what I do, right? Okay, so on the continuum, and again, remember we all have all of this. Right, so it's not like you're only one or the other. And sometimes you could say, well, in my personal relationships, I'm really an F. I'm really very much about harmony and connectedness. But in my business, you know what? I have developed. I kind of got to be that crisp T. Most of most Fs learn the hard way. Most of us have had, you know, like I should have let that VA go years ago, or God, I couldn't fire that client because this is the dark side. We, that sense of, but I want to feel comfortable. I want them to like me. I don't want them to be upset. Blah, blah, blah. That's where it can get a little bit out of balance. So in that case, you want to have that T. You want to have it like, you know what? It's business. I'm not messing around. It's just business. That's it. Boom. Right? Same thing if you're T, you want to say, okay, does this client need a little bit more, like um, maybe a little softness in the beginning, maybe a little, you know, the first three minutes of our conversation instead of saying, okay, what are we working on? Maybe like, hey, how's your, how was your weekend? How are your kids doing? Maybe just a little bit. So it's kind of accommodating for you to get your needs met and to be the most efficient. Okay, draw a line, right? So you have got T on one side, that you're a thinking, analytical, truth, logic matters. That trumps everything. Or on the other side, F, feeling, valuing. Diving in, making decisions based on harmony and connectedness. Okay, so the last one. How do you orient your life? This is the J and P line. Okay? This line is judging and perception. And this one isn't judging like, oh my God, I cannot believe you are wearing those shoes. This or those are so hideous. It's not that kind of judging. It's judging as in deciding upon. There's judging and the perceiving. The Judgers, or what we call the J's, these are the people, ready? Here's the motto, plan your work and work your plan. These are the people, when I used to be a teacher in college, I'd say, okay, it's January. Guys, you have got a you know final due. It's due May 15th. And they'd say, how long is it supposed to be? I'd say, what? <laughs> they would say, well, how long? How long? How, how many pages? This was back in the back in the '80s when we actually turned things in via paper. Uh, I'd say, I don't know how many pages. How how long? Uh, I don't, you know. And they would say, well, single space or double space. I'd say, I don't know. Well, when do you want to turn it? In? I, when you're done, like because I was so used to being AP, a perceptive and thinking just just just. You know, I'm so my directions just drove them nuts because I just was like, possibility. Well, you could turn it in a Monday, or if it's if it works better Friday, and if it's six six pages, great, or you know, nine pages would be cool too. Or you could, you could, you could. If you are a person who needs the decision in place, that'd make you nuts. <laughs> and I did. I used to make them nuts. So I learned. As much as I didn't like it, it was really hard for me to translate. I just had to say, okay, it's January. Your paper is due May 17th. It needs to be seven pages. It needs to be turned in by blah, 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 blah. Okay? Because a J, plan your work and work your plan. A J is like, again, in that same example, a J will say, okay, it's January, so I've got a paper due or I've got a project due. I'm going to allot, you know, three hours every week, Tuesdays, 9 to 11 or 12, I will do that. That's my day. One of my colleagues, Sandy Martini, I love Sandy Martini, dear friend of mine, she would say, okay, Mondays at 9 a.m. I do my newsletters. At 9.20, I do this. And 9, And I'd just be like, oh, good Lord, that feels like it just snuffs the life out of my body. <laughs> if you're a person that doesn't like that much structure, it could feel horrible to you. But then, on the other side, if you're a person that says, "We'll just get your newsletter done whenever you're going to do it, if you need structure, it doesn't feel comfortable. right? So, you gotta figure it out. So the J's plan your work and work your plan. You want structure. These are the people that time is precise. When you say you're gonna be there at seven o'clock, you get there at six fifty five. You get you know, you know how long things are gonna take and you schedule out things. Super important to you. So things are decided, they're organized, they're planned. Twizzly, because of being in my business, I have kind of had to turn into this. This wasn't my natural, not at all. I was a flaming pee. I was flaming like, I'll show up when I show up. But you I can't run a business that way. My business is run by a marketing calendar and dates and deadlines and client availability. So it's very much now, if I were to take the Myers-Briggs, it's completely changed. I'm still a P, but I'm not as strong. I was like off the charts before, and now I'm kind of in the middle because I'm really good at this organizing. we got dates, calendars, boom, boom, boom. But it wasn't natural. I had to develop it. Now, a P on the other hand, so we've got the Js. Plan your work and work your plan. Orderly, organized. You know, these people actually read one book at a time from start to finish. And then you have the Ps. (laughs) The Ps. It's just like, so the Js are going through the world, like deciding upon things. Okay, let's do this, let's do this, let's do this. So they close off the possibility. When you're not in possibility, you're deciding. They can't go together. Whereas the Ps are the opposite. Somebody will say, "What do you want to do?" Well, I'm not sure. I got I to gotta look at more things. Well, I'm, I'm kind of waiting for inspiration. Oh, I'm, I'm talking to so and so. Well, I'm looking at Facebook and getting some ideas. So the Ps are like possibility, 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 which is cool and all, but it makes for a marketing calendar nightmare. Like I used to. I'd see. I didn't understand. I used to beat myself up because I was look. I'd look at my J friends and say. Dang, that's so sexy. I love that little Franklin Covey planner thing you've got going. That's like so hot. I just wish I could be that, but it makes me just, it sucks the life out of me. It doesn't feel creative. It feels horrible to have to like, oh, crap, it's Monday at nine. I have to sit down and make myself write my newsletter. I'm not inspired, but my calendar says that just felt horrible. What I've come to realize is that for a P, the deadline is actually the muse. I'll say that again. For a P, the deadline is some use because what happens is it comes from the intuition whereas a J is going to organize it. They're going to say, okay, every Tuesday, you know, if I'm going to write a book, I'm going to do this chapter, I'm going to write 50 pages. There's, there's an analytical and organized process whereas a P, these are the people that go, crap, I got, I got a project due in two days. I better start. And then it's either staying up all night or just, you know, and I stopped fighting that in myself. I stopped thinking, what is wrong with me? Like I've done telesummits and projects with other friends and colleagues. And it's January and they're saying, okay, we're going to launch it in April. So I'm going to start every week. And, I, and I'm like, I got nothing. I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't, I can't possibly write an email that's going to go out in three months. What? Because for me, the deadline hadn't hit. The deadline is the news. The deadline is the thing that's like, wow, I've got three days. So for me, what now I know, so this is if you're a P, put a deadline out. And then just go, okay. And then just wait. Just wait. I know like when I do retreats, in the old days I thought I had to have everything planned. And I'm like, eh, give me a title. Okay, cool. And then literally stuff will just bubble up, bubble up, bubble up, bubble up. And so I've learned to trust that intuitive process that things bubble. If you don't trust that, you'll shame yourself and you'll feel like, God, they are those 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 J's they look to me they look so sexy. They got spreadsheets, they've got deadlines, they're like all tight and we're all kinda of flowing around, right? But the results are the same. And so again, in your business I want you to trust yourself. Here's here's a great story of the PJ um differentiation. It's kind of funny. Okay? So imagine imagine a J and a you're sitting in the living room and the J says I'm gonna um go get some ice cream. So they get up. Walk to the freezer, take out the ice cream, get a bowl, get a spoon, scoop it out, come back. And the piece says, oh, my God, that sounds great. I'm going to get some ice cream. So they walk to the refrigerator, and they go, oh, shoot, you know, I've got to get some water for the dogs. So they go, water, put the water in the dogs. And they're like, oh, you know, let me just unload the dishwasher. And it's like, you know, shoot, I'd, let me just check my text messages really fast. And they just go, well, you know, well, here I can wipe out the refrigerator a little bit. And then they come back with a bowl of ice cream. And their partner says, where were you? And they say, just getting ice cream. That's the difference. You see, a J is, it's linear. I'm going to get ice cream, I get ice cream and come back. A P is, I'm getting ice cream, oh, that would be fun. over <laughs> And again, it can look really squirrely and you can either drive your team crazy or you can have some self-judgments, but the, the results, the effects are still the same. So there is no difference like people that are peas are flakes and they don't do well. There's no difference. It's just owning your process. So in terms of structure, and especially this JP thing, here's what I want to say about it. You gotta find the right container. I know for me, if somebody said you have to sit down every Monday at nine AM and get an email email, you know, like do that newsletter, that just that just I've tried it. It doesn't just ugh. So for me as a P I have a little thing that says, Okay, your newsletter's due then. So it's a little bit of a container. I could do it at you know, Sunday Sunday at ten PM. I can do it Tuesday at nine AM. So it's it's a it's a it's a container, but it's a big enough container that I don't feel like I'm a hostage to it. Whereas if you're a J and somebody says you need to get this project done and or you're working with people that are lots of Ps, will drive you nuts. <laughs> so you can say, let's get some on the calendar. What are we doing? Boom, 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 boom. So it's imperative that you find your rhythm. Okay? So again, draw a line. J and P and find where you are in there. I would really encourage you you can find yourself, like if you just type in Myers-Briggs M-Y-E-R-S hyphen B-R-I-G-G-S type indicator, there's loads of free online assessments. It's just a really good tool to understand yourself and take a few, just take multiple ones because then you kind of like, you'll see some themes. My most important thing to you is to know that who you are is just perfect. There's some things in business that you're going to have to expand on. You're, I can't just be my flaming, flowy, little, little hippie self and run a business. I can't. I have to have a team and project management and deadlines and dates. And I've actually discovered that I kind of like it. I kind of like it. People look at me like, good God, you're so organized. You're like this crazy organized taskmaster. And I just laugh because I'm really not, but I've had to grow into it. You might have to say, you know, darn, if I want to make that six figures, if I want to really have the impact, I've got to learn how to be more extroverted. I've got to be more comfortable. So imagine that it's a role. One of my favorite stories about this is I had a client that was probably probably the most shy woman I've never I've seriously I've never seen a more shy woman. This woman could not even look me in the eyes. She was so 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 shy. And guess what she was? <laughs> This was way back in the day. The funny thing, though, is that she um, was an aerobics instructor. I said, what? <laughs> like, like, what? How in the world? You're such an introvert, such a shy person. And again, back in the days of wearing leotards, back in the 80s when I was doing therapy, she would just dance around, you know, in her little leotards. And I said, how in the world do you do that? And she said, it's a role. It's not me. It's not my personality I put the leotards on and I'm a completely different person that was how she imagined herself having to be in a very extroverted place so that's what I want to share with you right so there's all kinds of ways to enhance a little bit what you have or, or kind of maybe grow into some of the areas you need but I really 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 want you owning who you are and getting getting coaching and mentoring for people with people that understand that and honor that okay so i hope you like this. this this went on a little bit longer normally i do these like you know it's a little bit shorter but i was like oh this is such good stuff i wanted to teach it to you today so um sending you lots of love and feel free let me know how you are let me know who you are and let me know um you know how this lands how are we going to use this so much love talk to you later bye now You've been listening to The Happy Business Show with Therese Skelly. Join us next time and invite your friends to join us at thehappybusinessshow.com. Visit thehappybusinessshow.com and get Therese's five-part video series, Eliminating Money Blocks. Thanks for tuning in.